Jonathan Adams joins us. Of course, our hoops guru on Sport Talk. I don't care what you want to hear or what you want a title you want, but that's what I'm calling you. How you doing, brother? Well, I'm good, brother. I appreciate it. And I, I just, for one time, I just wish you would stop lying to the people. That's, that's all I want you to do. That's what, just, that's what we do. Lie to them. Look, I've made a 30-year career out of lying to the people, Jonathan. Come on. Come on, man. Come on. All right, which cliche do you want to start with? Defense wins championships or guard play wins the NCAA March Madness? I think it's a combination of both, isn't it? Yes, sir. Uh, you know, Whichever you one know, you it, choose. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's funny because we talked about Baylor earlier, and, you know, we didn't know how uh, the COVID, you know, they had that three-week COVID span. We didn't know how, you know, because before that, they looked like a potential national champion. So, um, But, you know, they had that three-week span, and then after that, uh, didn't know if, uh, you know, if they could get back to that form. So, but they did. And, uh, and, and, you know, I'm not really shocked. I know a lot of people are, uh, just cause Gonzaga was playing such great basketball. But, you know, we, you know, we talked, us three, we talked about how good Baylor looked early in the year. And so, you know, they were able to get back to that form. And so, you know, they, they showed it last night. I thought they were just so much more athletic than Gonzaga. And, I mean, especially inside. They shut Drew Timmy and that, and that little inside game down with their bigs. And then they would, you know, reach in and make a make a uh, Gonzaga, turn it over, How deflect many deflections it. did they have? Oh, I mean, one, the one bounced off the guy's head. I mean, yeah. it was crazy. And then every time they got a deflection and took it back down court, they made, a, they made the shot. I mean, it was like they were just red hot. Yeah, and, you know, it, it was one of those games in the combination that uh, Gonzaga was trading twos for threes. And, and then all of a sudden uh, – you know, Gonzaga would cut it to nine, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, somebody from Baylor, Mitchell, or, or uh, you know, one of the other guards would knock down a big shot. And it just seemed like, you know, Gonzaga could never get back into the game. And, and that's a credit to – that's even harder to come back uh, in the second half and maintain a lead that you that you got, that you got in the first half and, and uh, you know, turn that into a national championship. So I was really impressed with Baylor from start to finish. Yeah, and with the Zags having what seemed like the momentum going into the half, I think they cut the lead to 10, 10, 10 yeah. points. Um, 47-37. It looked like, okay, well, here the run's going to come in the second half. And then just, oh, they, 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 they got, I think, closer, what, nine points, maybe sure. eight points. But uh, Baylor held out, held that lead and extended it later in the, in the game. But I think one thing that, obviously, there's a ton of, ton of points we can look at, point the finger at, and say this is why Baylor won, whether it's the, the guard play, the defense. Um, down low, they played really well. I mean, those guys uh, did their thing. But I, what impressed me the most when I when I after the game, I was sitting there thinking about it. Just the depth of Baylor. I mean, I, I think that won them the game along with everything else because they, they were able to run different guards in there. Flagler, uh, Quake mentioned earlier. You know, he's one of those. He came in, made some big three pointers and big buckets. Uh, you had the 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 three guys they rotated down low that just did the thing. I mean, got the rebounds and and. Played their role, played their role to, to as good as you could play it, and this the depth really uh, impressed me. Yeah, and I was sitting here watching the game with the family, and and you know we just kept wondering, you know we just kept saying like, hey, Gonzaga's gonna make this run, and every time uh, Gonzaga made a run, especially when the bigs got in foul trouble, we were like, oh, here here comes the run, Gonzaga's gonna start taking advantage inside, but. Uh, but that didn't that never happened. And you're right. I mean, it seemed like they just came out, you know, about nine deep from what I look from what I saw. Um, and every one of those guys knew their roles. Every one of those guys could knock down a shot. And every one of those guys came out and, and guarded. Um, 
And, you know, I, I thought it was a great interview um, with Coach Drew at halftime. And you could just tell, even when Gonzaga was making that run to cut it to 10, he was like, hey, they Gonzaga, you know, they're going to make a run. You know, they, they weren't panicked at all. And that's when I kind of knew that Baylor had a different little mentality. Uh, they didn't let that run at all phase them. They were like, Gonzaga's the number one team in the country, and uh, they're going to make a run at some point. They did it. Baylor answered. And uh, and like you said, that depth came into play because that foul trouble came early. You know, they had two bigs with, with four. And then all of a sudden they they play small ball, and now they got five shooters out there. So, you know, Baylor just um, – they just had the the variety of lineups that just made it so tough and and they weren't running a lot of sets um they were just going one on one if you helped they kicked to a guy that was knocking down a shot if you didn't they were finishing at the rim so they just made it so tough on Gonzaga I I, I thought that you know, they exploited mismatches better than Gonzaga did in that game. First of all, let me uh let our listeners know Macy Teague Started off at UNC Greensboro, so he played right here. Oh, he? he played right here at McKenzie Arena for two years before he transferred to Baylor, and he had one heck of a night with he's nineteen the one that, points. He's the, he's the kid that got hot early. Yes, yeah, yeah. he could shoot yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but and in, in your coach, so you tell me, was this just flat out Scott Drew out coaching Mark Few? Because it really seemed like Gonzaga wasn't expecting at all what they got, and that's up in your face defense, and maybe that's just hustle. On the on the players' part, what what's your thought about the coaching side of it? Yeah, I I, I did think that uh, that Coach Drew had a, a better game plan, but I also think it just came down to, you know, sometimes you just can't practice for for that speed and that athleticism that a team has, and that's one of the things that I try to do with my scheduling um, is our our district with Boyd Buchanan and, and, and Silverdale and those guys are so tough and our region with Knox Webb and those guys that I try to go out and play the Baylors of the world and we're playing Tyner this year and you know like just guys that we played Howard last year and you know just just teams that we don't see all the time that bring a different athleticism a different tenacity so that when we do see that in our own district we're not shocked by it well you know Gonzaga as great as they are they go back and they play in the West Coast Conference right, right. and then all of a sudden they're playing inferior opponents uh each each round, and then all of a sudden Baylor comes and smacks them in the face. And then also you got to take into account all the energy and the emotional energy that you know they had from you know winning on the buzzer beater in overtime against UCLA, and then have to turn around and try to rev it back up again for a national championship game. So, and that's tough for for eighteen to twenty two year olds, you know. So, sure. um, you know, so I think it was a combination of a lot of things. I did think that Coach Drew saw. Um, mismatches, uh, especially at the five spot with Timmy. As great of an offensive player as he is, he's not a great defender. Neither is Kespert uh, either. And I think that Baylor knew that they were better individual defenders um, than than Gonzaga was, so they tried to make it a one-on-one game. more. It looked more like an NBA game if you really watched it than a, than a college game. Yeah. Uh, and it's really remarkable. I was on here howling yesterday about uh, about how you know they they Gonzaga's got all the magic after that half court shot. But and Ninja pointed out one of our guests on Monday. He t- he pointed out how do you get back up off the ground with that kind of excitement of winning the Final Four game? And boy, that came to fruition. I thought. And we and you know we had something like that uh, this year with us uh, in the first round of the state. We were down twelve going into the fourth quarter. And had to come back and ended up winning that game. Then we had to go out and try to do it again uh, in the second round of the state, and we just didn't have the same juice. It's hard. It's hard to, you know, you have that kind of 
uh, emotional roller coaster of a game, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, you you have to try to rev it back up for a national championship game, and everybody's like, "Well, that's a national championship game." Well, that, that's also two days later. It's not like you had, you know, like football, you have three we, weeks or a month to prepare. You know, right. you had, you know, whatever uh, for the national championship game. You know, you had, you know, two days. So, um, you know, I, I I just think that that was just going to be a tough task. And, you know, people were making a big deal about Gonzaga, forgetting that Baylor was the number two ranked team the whole year. And they were a number one seed, too. So it ain't like it was, you know, an upset. Yeah. Beating a one seed. It was a one seed beating another one seed. So, um, you know, we talked about it. I told you Baylor was going to be in my Final Four um, from the beginning of the year. I just really thought that they were just. And so I'm not shocked at all. Um, I just think that, you know, I would have liked to see history. But, you know, in a way you saw history as well because Baylor hadn't won since 1948. So uh, so either way you got history, but it would have been pretty cool to see an undefeated season. Yeah, well, I mean, the Zags, you got to win that one game. I'm not feeling sorry for him. You, you didn't get the job done, so uh, there you go. Um, well, just, he's, and Coach Few's starting to get that reputation, right, of not really being able to win the big game. He's had all these teams, and I'm not ragging on him, um, but it, he's had all these teams that have been super talented coming in and, you know, twenty nine and oh and twenty nine and two or you know, and, and then all of a sudden they underperform in the in the in the you know, in the big dance, right? Because that's only their second appearance in the final four in the championship game. Well, I, I and, might be and he's lost the both. I might be mistaken, but you know, he's always had that one stud. You know, this year was yeah. Jalen Suggs. Uh, he had Adam right. Morrison, and I, I forget uh, a couple of other guys, but he's never had that one-two punch, you know. And I don't consider yeah. Drew Timmy a stud. I mean, he's a great fundamental player, a really good college player. He's not. He's not going to be an NBA stud. I mean, but you got to have two of those guys. But as Baylor, I think that Baylor has more than two, probably three. Uh, yeah, they're so, guards. And you got to have it yeah. to make that big run and win a championship. You just got to have it. Well, we we see that same model in the NBA, right? Two two guys don't get it done in the NBA anymore. I mean, I know that you know LeBron and and, and Anthony Davis did, but those are unique talents. But generally, it takes three, and uh, you know, and I think Kispert and and Timmy and Jalen Suggs didn't have an advantage at any of those positions. Right? Maybe Suggs had a little bit of an advantage over over Mitchell, but not much. And then the other guards had a big-time advantage at their position, you know. And so uh, I thought, you know, Gonzaga came in with the with the uh, best record, but I thought that Baylor had the advantage at least at three out of the five positions, you know. So, you know, you have that, that advantage, you're going to probably win the game. All right, so I, just, I want to get your thoughts on, uh, well, two things. First question is just your thoughts on Hubert Davis as – North Carolina's new head coach, and uh, do you uh, do you expect the Blue Bloods to make a comeback in the next tournament? I do. I, well, I expect North Carolina to. Um, I think that was a great hire. Kind of, kind of, you know, you kind of could see it from a mile away. Uh, and uh, I was just talking with some people about that, and I thought that he would be the next coach. Um, you know, but it's great to see. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know if he's the first black coach in UNC history, but he's one of a very few. Right, I and, think he is. Uh, so you know, so that's you know, so that's pretty cool to see. And and then he, of course, played at North Carolina. So you know, I, I was just telling, uh, you know, I was just telling the fam the family that you know that North Carolina tends to to hire within. So it's not a shock there. But I think that he's been a long time assistant. He knows what he's doing. He played at a very high level. 
And I think he's going to be he's going to do a great job, and he'll be able to relate to the kids a little bit more. I think that was kind of what was going on these last couple of years with Roy Williams. You know, at some point the game just passes you by, unfortunately. And uh, I think that's just kind of what happened to him. Um, not not anything against him or his coaching skills, but I think the game just kind of passed him by. And uh, so I think he re- recognized that. He was like, well, you know what, let me step out. And and uh, and I think North Carolina bounced back. I, I really expect Kentucky to bounce back. You know, Duke, you know, you, you, you would expect that Coach K bounces back as well, but – you know, um, we say the blue bloods, you know, but UCLA is a blue blood yeah, by true. tradition, right? Sure. They got to a Final Four, so you know they're not completely. They weren't completely there. <laughs> you know, That's you right. Expect those those three, you know, to to really to really step up. Final thing for me, Jonathan. You know, yesterday I was on here talking about what a an unbelievable. Uh, if you remember in two thousand three, when Baylor had the crazy. Uh, controversy where the one teammate shot the other teammate and killed him yeah. and, and all that yeah. stuff and then that investigation opened up a whole new can of worms which was you know drugs and money and women and all the stuff that gets all of us in trouble and yeah. <laughs> for them to bounce back and win a national championship in less than 20 years from br- basically being decimated in 2003 that says a lot about scott drew but it says a lot about baylor university too i think and riding the ship and then they had the football controversy you know five yeah. six years ago whatever it was and i mean so what a feather in their cap last night yeah they went from you know scarface and the godfather to all of a sudden you know uh, a national championship and and i think when scott drew took over that uh that program he was really the right guy with the right demeanor to uh to to take over that job and then like he hadn't won before you know, right. um, he was a great coach before that, and I think he was just kind of the right man, you know, for the job at the right time. Uh, timing is a lot of things, um, and and I think he just, you know, he had his plan, he had his his outline for what he wanted to see the program be, and and uh, he brought in the right guys. And those kids just, you know, you can kind of tell by the kids, right? They just come in, they work hard, they play hard, they love each other. You know, when somebody hits a shot, they're throwing up the threes. You know. They're excited to make the one more pass, and you know they just they just seem to enjoy playing the right way, no matter who scored the most or whatever. And and I think that's a credit to him and what he's done to that program and that university um, to be able to look themselves in the mirror about everything that was going on and and uh, right that ship. So you know it's it really is a great story all the way around. He was hired in 2003 to clean up that mess, by the way. So he's been there for quite a while. And got it done. That guy kind of deserved that last And a lot night. of people asking, why are you taking that job? <laughs> right. It's a dumpster <laughs> yeah. fire, dude. What are you doing? Well, he just proved right. to you last night what he's doing. Exactly right. Jonathan, we appreciate the time as always, my friend. Uh, stay safe, and we'll be talking some NBA coming up soon. Absolutely. Of course, love you guys. Love the fam. And, uh, you know, you guys stay safe and look forward to talking to you soon. Love you too, brother. Love appreciate you, brother. it, man. Yeah. Always yep. fun. See ya. All right. Jonathan Adams, Notre Dame's basketball coach.